T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, time to talk to a president, so would you be on your best behavior? Hey, Sam, how are you? How is the Sam Kennedy-Chris Curtis relationship right now? I mean, Sam's on often through the season in the front office report and you know you always bomb in from the behind the glass oh, and man. Sam I don't know how Sam takes that but look you, at this. usually Wait, with a plum look at the setting yeah. the scene inaccurately from Ken Laird the brand manager <laughs> of WEEI hey congratulations on thank the big you, uh, yep. promotion huh thank you very much it's great no great you guys thanks for being here um, it's just great to have people together celebrating baseball showing us the passion last night was awesome it's what you expect <laughs> When you have a last place finish, the worst thing you could have is apathy, right? And um, haven't been around a long time. You, you, you sort of you see the reaction to your on-field performance, and it's usually a bit of a delayed take because we don't get together in November, December. So they let us know that the nation is restless, and there's one way to sort of change the tide, and it's pretty simple. we got to win baseball games. Yeah, and Sam, you know, obviously growing up not far from Fenway Park, you know the – the fan base well. I started the show today saying it was a great day for Red Sox fans and the team because, as you alluded to, indifference is the enemy. That's it. And for fans to come here, I was saying to Ken, I got in last night and walking around Springfield, it was everywhere. Sox fans have taken over the town, and I'm getting ready for bed, and I see the, the conversations last night, and that's great yeah, to, to have totally. fans, and it's a, you know, a unique opportunity that I don't think the other three teams do, which is the whole decision-making group was on a stage in front of the people paying to go to the games. And I, I, uh, I, I mean, I know your reaction probably was, you know, we, we don't want this to continue. We want to improve <laughs> yeah. this. But um, in general, that has to be something that you welcome. Yeah, we do. We have to welcome it. And we have to be accountable when things don't go well because we're up there getting crazy applause. And, you know, everyone's patting you on the back when you win and you do well. When you don't do well, you need to own it and you need to acknowledge that there is one way to turn the tide. And that's to make the right decisions uh, that are going to lead you back to playing baseball in October uh, and hopefully get on track for another World Series championship. But you're right. And listen, so many fans, you know, they come up to me afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry. There were some people booing. I'm like, hey. There's one way to change it, and we know what to do. And probably the only person that was, you know, really upset that, that we were getting booed was my mom, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, these are the, my, my fans, our, our fans, our, our families, they understand because we're New Englanders. We know, right, this is what it's all about. Um, when you don't uh, deliver on what your promises are, you're going to hear about it. And so it's up to us to deliver. We need to stand up, 
take the criticism when it comes and we'll take the glory if and when it uh, comes. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. Uh, but it was a great night. And I'm really appreciative, not only of the people coming, the fans, but our players. I mean, they came in from all over the world, literally, uh, to be here. It was important to them to show up and to sort of kick off the 2023 season in a social, fun way. They had... It, it went late last night. The guys were having a great time. Um, most of them were losing money. Uh, but it was, a, it was a great way to start uh, what hopefully will be a fun 2023 season. Sam, do, do the fans have an impact on how you guys act? Uh, do you react directly to what they're telling you? For instance, there's kind of been a narrative that John Henry was at, was at the Winter Classic and there were a lot of fans that were vocal there. And then very shortly thereafter, Rafael Devers was extended. Was there a cause and effect there? And, you know, things like last night, do you then – put that in the memory bank and, well, we're going to do X, Y, and Z because of it. Yeah, great question. I mean, it's impossible not to sort of understand the fan reaction and be in touch with them. And, and again, especially those of us who, who grew up around here as fans and then went into sports because we, because we are fans. Um, I can tell you, you know, you, you try to not be driven by sort of near-term, immediate decisions that will please a certain individual or a person. You have to make the right decisions for the short-term and the long-term. Specifically to your question about Rafi Devers, um, I think the first proposal that we exchanged with his agents uh, at post-season, or many proposals exchanged going back many years, um, was October 25th, uh, and a $331 million deal over 11 years does not come together after a puck drop at a winter classic and, uh, you know, get done you know, overnight. So it was a long, there was a lot of back and forth. We had, um, I think there were 12 or 13 proposals exchanged uh, and, and really glad that it got done. So the timing was definitely coincidental because it was a long time coming. But we, we had actually set New Year's as sort of a, a, a deadline just because there was no deadline. When you have a player under control, he's going to that last year, it's actually harder from a negotiation perspective because there's not really a time where a deal has to be done by. We talked about spring training, and then we said, you know what, let's try and get this done or not done faster and, and earlier because there's so many other pieces with the offseason that we have to get done. So uh, we were glad to be able to get Rafi extended, and um, he's you know, glad he's here, and, and we're going to be building around him for a long, long time. It's fair to say there, there were some reports that well, I think one said galaxies apart. They're, fair to say there were some inaccurate reports around that time. Well, you know, it's, it, it's hard because, uh, what, you know, what, what's your definition of a galaxy apart? You know, I, I don't, <laughs> My negotiations I, with Ken, we've yeah. been galaxies apart. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stay that way. I understand that. Um, yeah, the, look, the, there's the, these deals, and again, when – when a player is not a free agent, right, and there's not a blind auction system and you just empirically know, look, this is what I could get from the San Diego Padres or the Seattle Mariners or the Boston Red Sox, when you're not allowed to engage with other teams, it is really hard to come up with the, that sort of right value. You're comping to uh, other players and you can have disagreements over that. It's, it's really hard, but I'm, I'm just really glad we were able to match up ultimately and get it done. Yeah, on that topic, obviously, if you asked, I think, 100 Red Sox fans a year ago today, you can have one for the next 11 years. I think more than 50% would say I would take Devers because of his age, nothing against Xander Bogarts, for the next 11 years. Yeah. And so I just never understood the approach with Xander, which was so over the top about his imminent need to remain a Red Sox, which A, creates less leverage for you guys, and B, was something that it didn't seem to jive with the story signing and other things. So I guess I think part of the booing from my perspective last night 
was related to the messaging that the fans have been getting. And A, how can you fix that? And B, how can you do more to ensure guys like Xander or Mookie or Lester remain where they have performed in one championships? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and, and, and a great point. Um, I think maybe we were guilty of just being too open and honest about our love and <laughs> for, for Xander Bogarts. This is a guy who, you know, and I, I, you guys probably know him pretty well, but he is um, just such a special person and, and had been with the organization since he was 17 years old. And we really did want to try and, and keep him a, a, a part of the organization for the rest of his career up until the San Diego winter meetings. We all know what, what he ended up getting. And right. we just weren't, we weren't, we, galaxies apart might be uh, appropriate for um, where those conversations went. Um, and so maybe if, if you look back and say, well, you know, what mistakes did we make? Maybe we were just too over the top about our desire uh, to extend him. But those feelings were truthful. We really did want to extend him. Um, and, you know, in the end, we didn't. So that that's on us. Um, so I guess if there's a lesson learned, maybe that's that's um, a lesson. And you, and you taught you meant you mentioned a few other sort of Red Sox homegrown players that that we weren't or haven't been able to sign longer term. I, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, look, that's why this fan base is the best fan base in the world because we love our our players so much. In, in 21 years here, there's some guys we weren't able to match up on. Jacoby Ellsbury, Johnny Damon, Pedro. I mean, think about that. Now, I remember. Pe- Pedro is one of the most important pieces of our organization now. He was just spent three days with us in our organizational meeting. So, beloved players. You mentioned John Lester, who we haven't been able to match up with. And then you've got guys like David Ortiz and Dustin Pedroia and Jason Veritek, Tim Wakefield guys that we were able to match up with and now Rafi Devers so that is the hardest part of running a professional sports team is when you have beloved players that are beloved by the fans they're beloved internally when you're not able to make a deal and they move on that for me that's the hardest part and and I tell people all the time I would be a terrible general manager uh, or chief baseball officer because you know I, I, I love the the, the, the the town and the players and I am as guilty as anyone maybe more so of falling in love with players especially players who have been a part of, of winning a World Series championship I mean for me it was really hard to see Kyle Schwarber go for example right. I knew he was a guy that wanted to be here um, fit in and, so well. and he fit in so well and and we didn't match up with him on a long-term extension we tried um, he obviously went to Philly we all saw what happened that's just a little example of you see guys who you know want to be here above all else and that that happened to be the case with Rafi Devers and and you don't want to lose that when you have guys that want to be here and you're not able to get it done that's that, that hurts. And I think that what you alluded to several in there that I remember, as you must remember, the days following Pedro's departure. Yep. I mean, you listen to EEI those days, it yep. was like the world, the sky's falling. Yep. And everybody moved on because the team won. Yep. And so the path of this organization with Bloom and yourself and John and Tom, is, there, is it back on track? Is it back where there, this is the three, five, two-year plan? And we're not going to be schizophrenic as we've been, whether it was from Theo to Sherrington to Dabrowski to Heim. Is this sort of where you see the team going the next three to five years? Is that organized and, and well-placed? Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. I think baseball can make you appear schizophrenic because it's so, it's so hard to predict and it's so hard. You know, I, I, look, last year, I mean, I think, you know, for – for the numbers geeks, Fangraphs had us at 88 wins. They had the top four teams in the American League East winning 88 games. And um, obviously, that was dead wrong. We won 78. 
coming off of 2021 when we were two games going to the World Series. So that can look schizophrenic. But the truth is we brought back uh, most of the same team. We added Trevor Story to that team. And everything fell apart in July and August. So, um, but the plan to specifically address your question related to the organization being on track and what is the plan? The plan is very clear. It is to ferociously protect the best prospects in our system, have that next great Red Sox core group come along, spend at the major league level, and have uh, free agents come in that are with the guys that are there now to hopefully win now. Um, that's a very hard thing to do, to build for the future and to win now. That's the plan. Worked great in 2021, didn't work so well in 2022. We heard about it last night. So, uh, yes, we hope we are back on track for 2023, uh, where we have a, a, a lot of new faces complementing some existing guys that have been here for a long time, and hopefully this group will get us back where we belong, and that's playing baseball in October. Red Sox president Sam Kennedy, our guest here on the Kennedy Carter Show, just another couple minutes. One of the other restless moments last night was in response to ticket prices. What's your answer to those fans who – you know, get upset at the high cost of Fenway Park. Yeah, it's, um, look, I, I said it last night, the accessibility and availability of accessing Fenway Park changed my life. Uh, I got to go to games for $2 when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was a member of the clergy and literally had a clergy pass, and I was able to go for $2, literally, 1970s, 1980s. Changed the trajectory, my, tra- trajectory of my life and my career. So we've tried to bring back programs for every single game at Fenway where you can come. If you're a student for $9, uh, we have $10 tickets, $20 tickets. Yes, we do have, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We have high, high ticket prices on the premium stuff, um, but it's incumbent upon us to keep the low end low so anybody can access Fenway. You can get into Fenway Park for less than a cost of a movie ticket. Um, We also do have high end ticket prices. We study the data very, very carefully. Fan Index, the team marketing report has us last year $61 a ticket for average ticket. Not to uh, throw shade at, at our, our, our colleagues around the Boston sports scene, but if you compare that number to the Bruins, the Celtics, and Patriots, they're all over $100. So professional sports is expensive. That's why we have to put a good product on the field. You have to have a good experience when you go to Fenway Park, but we recognize it's expensive and we appreciate the sacrifice that our, our fans make to invest in the team. Now, we have to reciprocate that by investing uh, and, and putting a team that, that is worthy of their support each and every year on the field. And uh, last one for me, just sort of a general baseball economics. It seems like things have become less predictable, whether it's the Cohen ownership with the Mets, the Padres coming out of nowhere spending money. It used to be when you started, it was Steinbrenner, you know, the evil empire, as your old friend Larry would say. Yeah. And now it feels like you have what Boris used to create as these mystery teams that actually exist. Uh, How has that changed, and has it forced you guys to recalibrate how you view players reaching free agency? It's a great point, Chris. You know, the the industry has changed, and and post-COVID, post-pandemic, it's changed. I think it's attributable to owners that are some new owners that are in that are very committed to winning uh you you see a um a a huge uptick you mentioned some of the teams you know that have been in on players that may not have been in the past the minnesota twins san diego padres um, obviously the yankees and the mets and red sox are in on free agency texas you know stepped up 
that's that's a good thing. That means that the revenues are there uh, to reinvest into players. The industry bounced back from COVID uh, over $11 billion in revenue last year. Of course, about half of that goes to the players. Um, and that's a good thing. We have to keep growing this game, growing the pie, so we can keep uh, the money flowing back to the players, to our facilities. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing. Owners that want to win, they want to win now. Uh, and that's a good thing. It, it does make it harder. Uh, the American League East is going to be a really, really tough division. Uh, we know that. Um, and that's why we've got to uh, get got to get off to a good start. I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but March 30th is going to be here soon. We, we have to have a good April and, and get going uh, because we know uh, that, that, that to get back to the postseason, we're going to have to win. 88 to 95 games. You got to be in that range in the American League East. It'll be a challenge, but I'm excited to get going. Thanks for your time as always. We'll see Thanks, you in four Ken. buyers and appreciate enjoy it. the rest of the weekend here in Springfield. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you, Sam, Sam. Kennedy, President and CEO of the Boston Red Sox. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.